Welcome to the podcast that transcends awareness into practice. In this season, entitled Harmony in Relationships, we will explore together the steps in the dance of relationship. Each episode builds on the one that preceded it. I present your question. Your question, I respond. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. Today, the podcast is about finances. Um, now, somehow, when I think finances and harmony in relationship, <laughs> it feels like an oxymoron, uh, but it, uh, it's a subject in um, relationships, how money is handled, how money is perceived, how money is divided, is spent, is not spent, is saved. Um, it, um, it is uh, another quite challenging um, subject to explore. So let me start by saying, uh, stating out right, that money is power. As simple as that. Whoever has the money has the power. Um, Citra Stone wrote a wonderful book called The Shadow King. And the book is about the inner patriarchal voice that exists and is active in women. So how women carry an inner patriarch whose beliefs and values are exactly uh, the traditional patriarchal rules. So when it comes to money, there is an echo or a loud voice or a whisper in women. I want to start this episode with with this part, this point that always um, um, talks the language of a man should make more money. A man should provide for the family. And everything that patriarchal rule is about men and money, and, ma- and money and women, and the man's the financial responsibility of a man in a relationship. So yeah, even in this era, where many women make more money than men, uh, many women are actually the breadwinners of the family. There is a very subtle perception that is something off about this. So a lot of you might disagree with that and I'm inviting you to disagree. I'm inviting you to let me know. Um, I'm open to your suggestions, 
but I am suggesting that there is a whisper of this patriarch, the inner patriarch in all of us, about how money, who should be making the most money and how it should be handled by that person. Having said that, and having started the episode with this, I want to say that frequently the finances and how they are handled is one area that creates, has the, has the um, uh, possibility of creating the most conflict in a relationship, being the um, greatest obstacle in harmony for harmony in relationships. How is the money handle between the two partners? There is no written way and rule and the right way to do that. Over the years working with couples, I've witnessed different couples um, producing, creating their own financial system that um, looks so different from couple to couple. So I'm not here in this episode to tell you this is the way that finances should be handled in a partnership, in the relationship. No, sorry, if that's what you expected. However, there are, I'm here to tell you uh, two things. There are some natural consequences if certain systems are utilized and you have to decide what to do with that. And there's actually a way to at least handle, discuss, um, um, dialogue about the finances in the relationship that can uh, soothe, can help you reach um, a solution that might work better. So let's start with what are some natural consequences um, to certain systems. And I'm starting with the um, cases, the systems where uh, whether is the, um, it doesn't matter which of the partners, and of course, whatever I say about heterosexual relationships automatically applies to homosexual relationships. Because in, in a, a partnership, <laughs> there is always a slight um, um, elevation of, of power. So, the partner who decides, chooses, or is asked to stay out of any information about the finances in the relationship gradually becomes the child of the other partner. You start creating a parent and a child. Whoever knows about the finances and that person, by the way, might not be the person that actually um, uh, 
creates the 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 earns the the uh, money in the relationship. Maybe someone else one works and one doesn't work, and the one that works handles all the finances to the other. So not it it whoever knows about the finances and there's a power there and whoever doesn't know anything meaning how much money comes in what it costs to run the household um how their purchases affect the finances of the household of the of the relationship um they never go to check the bank accounts what bank accounts are there uh, how are they divided um so the partner that is ignorant and stays ignorant about the finances becomes the child that is not a good idea um it uh, it creates conflict at least in my experience working with couples that um for example the partner that uh, in this situation was one couple that made uh, the one of the partners both worked by the way had established careers and made almost equal amount but one was the one that knew all the bank accounts arranged made the payments uh the bills every month and the other just contributed a certain amount and wanted nothing to know about the balances and all the details and that created a big argument every time that that par- a person decided to spend money <laughs> without checking in with the other partner if they can afford to do it this month so whatever system you're using it's strongly suggested it doesn't matter if one makes the money only if one handles the money m- most of the time uh, makes the bills pays the bills uh, receives the bills uh, arrange budgets the family um, finances the other partner needs to know needs to be informed you need to stay informed so even if you don't work and you don't make any money just knowing being on the top of everything where the finances are gives power so knowledge about finances is as powerful as being the person that produces the brings in the money for the family then another um again whatever system you have but if it happens that in this partnership one person has a personality that is spending and entering a store and uh, gathering uh, the objects they want to buy and not even asking or checking the price <laughs> you know that style um and uh, i don't know uh, i'm not going to call that person a spender it's just a person that 
um, let's let's call it uh, spends the money freely, opens the little purse very very easily and 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 very frequently. Mm-hmm. And then the other partner, it's extremely careful with their money, with their spending. So you see, that becomes part of the personality. And if two partners are together in a relationship, and one carries is a more um, easy spender and the other is very careful spender, then the discussion and the awareness and knowledge about specific numbers and discussion before a certain um, uh, ob- um, certain purchase is made becomes even more important that there is a place and time to talk about it. Time to allow the part that the person that is more careful with the money to digest what is about to be spent. <laughs> because usually people that are careful with their money that, um, you know, um, maybe their partner will call them frugal. I don't want to use that word because um, it, it sounds like a bit as a judgment because whether you are easily spending or more carefully spending, it's not one is not better than the other. It really depends on what. Um, so the need to sit down and discuss it together becomes even more important. The need that both know at any time where the finances stand becomes even more important. Then when we have a situation where um, one's income is uh, quite um, uh, bigger, more than the others, or one person works and the other person doesn't work. So if it happens that the woman's income or the woman works and the man doesn't work, or the woman's income is, um, one partner's income is bigger than the, than the husband's, let's say, in a, a heterosexual relationship. We have the workings, again, of the inner patriarch. That even if the woman is making more money, uh, deep inside, they don't like it. They expect the husband to make a sequel, to spend a sequel, to contribute, to be able to find occupation that makes a sequel. So that can create conflicts because of the effects of the beliefs of inner patriarchs that live in men and women. And of course, when the relationship started and is based only on money, so you married for money, <laughs> for more security, more for more comfort, then, oh yes, you have security, um, um, artificial security, because... Uh, 
as long as the relationship says you have that security of your partner that supports you, let's say, and that is the only point of connection you have, the ability to spend and um, depend. And that, of course, um, comes with a great vulnerability of insecurity. Um, and I've seen where um, people that were supported and they didn't work and the partner made enormous amount of money it, it for many, many, many different reasons. Um, the, relationship came, the relationship came to an end. If the person who was more financially um, capable um, agreed to share in an equal or uh, that was fine. But then you have the chance of not agreeing. So that's what makes you vulnerable. So to repeat what I said before, there is not one way that finances is the right way and the wrong way. But these points that I'm bringing up, whatever your system, if one partner doesn't know anything about the finances, that can become a problem. If one is a spender and the other is a bit more of a careful or frugal, um, and it's not enough time to discuss expenses, that can become a problem. When the income is not equal, the patriarchal um, um, belief and the archetype in, in us uh, become, activates, and that can create a problem. And if the relationship is based only, it's, it was decided on finances, even if it's going well and it looks like financial security, there is always a serious vulnerability and financial insecurity built in. So how to, whatever system you're using, the best way to discuss finances is during what is called by Hal and Citra Stone business meetings in relationships. What is a business meeting? Exactly that. Think about your work. And whenever you had a business meeting at your work, people sat around, they had an agenda, a written agenda, uh, you knew an agenda that was um, um, accumulated, written down in advance, prepared in advance. Um, and then the meeting was about that agenda and uh, decisions about the different items on the agenda. You see, if you are in a committed relationship, if you have, uh, uh, you are working, <laughs> uh, bringing income, having bills, having children, um, owning or renting your residence, you are running a family business. 
So a family business needs business meetings to be run smoothly. So a business meeting um, is a meeting that is scheduled at least once a week with when both partners are calm, not tired, is scheduled in advance, and is consistent. No cell phones, no children running around, no interruptions. And during the week, let's say, if you're doing it once a week, different things as different um, um, subjects, problems, um, wanderings, um, uh, complaints accumulated, you write it on the agenda. And when you meet, you treat it exactly like a business meeting. You go through the items on your agenda and you discuss it and you come to a decision. In the agenda, it needs open communication, disclosure, In the agenda, items that can be included in the agenda, of course, the finances, financial decisions, financial statements, financial clarifications, financial desires, plans. That's the time and place to talk about it. And again, you go into the business meeting when you're both rested and calm. Otherwise, the business meeting can be the ground of unbelievable fights. So the business meeting, one of the necessary um, items on the agenda always are, is the finances. But it can include emotionally checking in with each other, Scheduling vacations, weekly activities for the family, for the children, talking about the children, um, all different areas about um, parenting, talking about parenting challenges. You see, all responsibilities in a household, unless there's an agreement that the household responsibilities is divide gender divided. Again, there's no right and wrong way. If that's the way you run your house, more power to you. And if you run your household more in terms of all responsibilities are up for grabs. Except if I happen to be more naturally talented and interested and excited. Let's say it's my specialty about um, scheduling vacations. Then that responsibility I will always hold. If not, it's up for grabs. Sometimes you do it, sometimes I do it. The laundry, sometimes you do it, some, who's doing it this week? So whatever is naturally you like to do, you can hold. Otherwise, the responsibilities can rotate. And the business meeting is where such decisions and changes are made.
So benefits of the business meeting, first of all, of course, it keeps the running of the household smoothly. But an additional benefit is that during the week, you don't have to keep um, remembering, um, reminding each other, checking with each other, did you do this? Is that on the schedule? All of it is um, a schedule for the time that you meet for the business meeting. So it can wait. Of course, whatever cannot wait uh, can be discussed, but it frees. It frees the relationship. It frees the time, the energy between partners during the week. That is a security that there's a time and place to talk about certain things. You know it will happen. So you can relax during the week and put your energy somewhere else. So that's it. That's, that's the main points that I wanted to bring up regarding finances. And I will hold it here for right now. Waiting for your feedback, questions and suggestions on the theme of finances. You may email them at awarenesssaxpodcast at gmail.com or you're invited to be my guest with your questions. Until next time, yahara.